Hey everybody, it's Alex. Uh, before we start, big, super big, gigantic, huge announcement. Uh, coming January 13th of 2013, we are going to be performing a live podcast where? At the People's Improv Theater in New York. We're going to be in New York, you guys. We're going to do a show. It's going to be so cool. Uh, it's going to be a celebration of the legend, the man, Samuel L. Jackson. Sam Jackson is going to be our focus. So if you want to come see us talk about some Sam Jackson movies in New York, it is January 13th at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater. You can go to nycpodfest.com for more information. More information coming soon as they continue on. It's going to be a great festival. There are going to be some other great acts there. Jackie Cation, friend of the show and host of the Dork Forest, is going to be there. Plus uh, Mike Kaplan of Last Comic Standing, hang out with me is his podcast. Some great stuff. So if you're interested, the New York City Podfest, NYC Podfest, January 12th and 13th. Now enjoy Deathbed, the bed that eats. Good evening, meets me dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 170. We have now done as many episodes as the largest integer for which Google's built-in calculator function can complete the factorial. Returning the answer as 170 factorial equals to 7.257 times 10 to the 306. You ever think that maybe the number pages are running out of good things to talk about? <laughs> I am I hadn't sure of before it. now. <laughs> Speaking of things that we can't top, this week we're talking about Deathbed, colon, The Bed That Eats. The 1977 no-budget horror film that is exactly what it sounds like it is. <laughs> if you're tired of false advertising, watch <laughs> this movie. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that address and sign up for a free trial, you get an audiobook of your choice for free and you support our show. And this episode is also sponsored by Pella, who saw it as part of a film club when he was going to college. Uh, and he also uh, wanted us to give this plug as part of his sponsorship. Quote, I'm a member of the Copenhagen Suborbitals Support Club, the official support organization of the Copenhagen Suborbitals, a Danish nonprofit organization working to enable cheap manned space pl- flight. Something we, I'm sure, can all agree on. Great thing, right? Cheap. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You want to go to ch- space and want it to be pretty cheap? Hell and yeah. you want it to be partially Danish? Awesome. Oh, yeah. At the very least, partially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,. They solely pay for that organization. So if you go to Copenhagen Suborbitals.com, you'll find a bunch of stuff about what they're working on. They're working on a sea launch platform because if you're going to go into space cheaply, it would be way more fun to do it from a boat. Right? So uh, support them if you'd like uh, in exchange for Pella supporting us. Let me introduce you to today's panel. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And here are some of my friends in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Nom, 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 <laughs> nom. Five minutes go by. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> also joining us today uh, from Seattle, Washington, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey there, everybody. I'm just a brother looking for my sister, and I'd be pretty pissed if I lost both my hands. <laughs> Down to the bone, but kept the bone. Down to the bone. Oh, man, that would really grind my gears. It would be a bummer. If she had to break off your hands and throw them in the fire. The great yeah. thing about the brother is that he wasn't entirely surprised that that's how it went down when he had really, to look for his sister. Really was expecting something to go wrong. So when he had, like, at first just the, the hands made out of steak and then later just bone, he was like, yeah, that's like, what happens. It's just great because, like, he's a great brother because, like, that's the kind of shit that she gets into and he does not bat an eye. It's like, yeah, I was expecting this would happen when I had to find you. Also joining us today, you may remember them from episode 105, Highlander Part 2, the sequel. They're the creators of I Love Bad Movies, the zine about, uh, I don't know, gardening? I've never read it. Anyway, you can uh, <laughs> you can learn more about it at ilovebadmovies.com. In Brooklyn, New York, it's Matt and Ksenia. Hey. Uh, oh, I'm stuck behind this painting, but you can't hear me because I can only talk once every ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Better be something good. Uh, don't worry, I'll break those skeleton hands, but I'm not going to be sad about it. I'll just make dead eyes at you. Yeah. She She gave up on life. She looked like she was on meth. 
faces of meth, and then they show the guy with his, his bone hands. Yeah. <laughs> that would scare. I would stop. Bone meth. hands of meth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's uh, summarize the plot of this film in case it wasn't clear from the title. Chris, uh, you're our resident summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Please oh, now t- you need me. <laughs> you can go after this. Please summarize in the style of a guy stuck behind a painting for eternity. I knew that was going to be a summary. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Not a yeah. lot of talking besides him. In this house, on the other side of that painting, there is a bed that eats people. It lives as I do in an abandoned mansion, and it waits. First, a couple visits the house on a day trip. The bed eats the couple when they're looking to get busy. I, a British man trapped in limbo inside the painting, I watch and I despair. I'm rewarded with some jewelry from the devoured couple. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Next, a trio of young ladies visit the house on another day trip. The bed eats a spacey girl with a tendency to get toplish at random occasions. Then clothes first. Yeah, the bed eats a feisty black lady who doesn't go without a fight. But the next girl, the last girl, frightens the deathbed. Does she have some strange power? She makes a sacrifice to the deathbed with some arcane ritual, replacing her body with the original girl eaten by the deathbed. Ah, there's the ticket. The girl sets the bed on fire or something like that, and all is well. I, or is it <laughs> Deathbed 1977 Followed by the sequel Deathbed 2 The Deathbed That Still Eats Yes Followed by Deathbed 3 Return of the Jedi <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, gotta, you should be clear He doesn't It doesn't just eat people uh, It also eats Apples, fried chicken And entire bottles of wine It doesn't just Drink the wine It can open And uncork A fresh bottle of wine And recork it And spit it back with yeah. its, just its digestive juice. Yes. And it spits back the core of the apple, although it keeps the core of people. Well, to be fair, the core of the apple is the bad part. The, the, the real question <laughs> I have, the, the fundamental question is, he got some of the rings, uh, the, or I guess, I don't know if Deathbed was a man or a woman, I guess. Deathbed got some of the rings from the people onto the ghosts behind the painting. Uh-huh. Yes. How? Magic. <laughs> How do you get a ring from someone you digest if you're in if it's inside of a bed in like a nether space yeah. into a onto a ghost's hand behind a painting? I'm gonna I'm gonna well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a theory. Great. Ghost pawnbrokers. <laughs> ghost ghost bed's just trying to make a little extra dough. Yeah, exactly. So he goes to the pawnbroker at the corner of limbo and nether space. Could see this, I guess. But would it already be on TLC? <laughs> yes, it definitely would be. It was on TLC in the 70s. Has O.J. Simpson ever tried to get his rings back from the deathbed? <laughs> <laughs> if the comforter doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> All right, so let's do. Uh, let's say something nice about the movie instead of something confusing. Let's do the compliment sandwich. We like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's how we seem like fair and legitimate criticism to those who can't see through our thin ruse. Today, uh, let's just say... Uh, Let's say, Matt, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Uh, I will go first. Excellent. Um, so uh, this, this deathbed is in this, uh, this sort of broken down mansion that changes hands over the years, I guess. And we, we see some of its previous inhabitants, one of, one of whom is a mob boss. And so, I mean, David Chase gave us a really interesting glimpse over the, the course of The Sopranos into the mundane, everyday life of a, a mob boss. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but Deathbed doesn't does one more, you know, does him one better. Uh, we see uh, a mob boss at his most boring. Uh, he's playing, uh, I don't know, Pinochle with his, uh, you know, his, uh, his El Capo. Yeah. And they're just, they're just hanging out on a bed, on a deathbed. Sitting bed, on the same bed in their tank. Sitting on the same bed. They've got literally nothing else to do but sit in an unfinished basement on a bed together playing cards. It sounds like it sounds like what you do if you're dating John Edwards. <laughs> yeah, my con- convicted mob boss John Edwards. Uh, and so I just found that really interesting to see, like, yeah. what does Tony Soprano do when he's not even eating a sandwich? You know? Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Ksenia, you have the right to go second or last. Which do you prefer? Uh, I want to go second. Excellent. What is your major compliment? 
All right. Well, I feel that Deathbed uh, harkens back to the days of radio plays, where everything is described to you through voiceover, because there are at least five different characters who do voiceovers through the course of the film. And instead of, you know, like in a movie showing you what happens, they tell you what (laughs) is happening, what will happen, what has happened. Also, they don't even they don't even. Sorry, they don't even tell you. They just think you what yes. happens. Oh, yeah. Right. They're no not moving their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> and they also, not only it's what, what's happening, but also mundane details that aren't as interesting, like, where do I fi- find firewood? They'll just, like, we get some of their, not always, but every once in a while we get a boring thought as well. I mean, I actually have a theory why this is happening. I don't know if they had, like, cap- capabilities of, like, recording sound when they shot this. And so just, like, they could only huh. do, like, voiceover. Oh, that's just That's just a hunch. Yeah. I sort of assumed they shot a bunch of footage and then came up with a script. Ah. <laughs> well, we have the shot of someone descending into <laughs> yellow foam in a bed. What can we do with this? <laughs> they had no idea it was about a bed eating people at the beginning. They just shot a bunch of footage of these people hanging around on this bed. I mean, if they shot that... And then they had to come up with a plot. That's a pretty fucking good plot. They did a good job with that footage. <laughs> if you were like given, if you were given all of these reels, just like straight off the cameras, and you're like, go edit together a movie with no no dialogue yet. Yeah. This would be a solid product. That's a goddamn breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, I think so. Chris, what's your major compliment? Okay, so my major compliment is uh, actually the. Uh, this movie made me less scared of things, uh, unlike a horror movie uh, in which you're supposed to be scared of the thing. Uh, this made me less scared because when the black lady gets eaten, she doesn't really get her legs chewed off because they don't have budget for that. So they just painted the backs of her jeans red and it was as though her legs were bloody. Mm-hmm. And then when brother puts his hands in the deathbed and, and gets sucked out, it's not as though losing your hands hurts an unbelievable amount it's just it's a little bit freaky to see your hands all bony yeah (laughs) it was Um, weird because yeah he actually had damage and it didn't hurt and she had no visible damage and it just was killing and we spent four minutes watching her moan and crawl her way upstairs oh my god it was so Uh, long only one minute for me because i played it at four times speed (laughs) (laughs) you didn't it was actually a really cool scene uh it was it was one one of the very few inspired moments in deathbed i think where we we see her actually struggle for so long she's lost the use of her legs and she's crawling towards the door very slowly uh, there's a lot of struggle uh, there yeah well and 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 the the interesting character of the deathbed uh here on display because he at any moment could have thrown that sheet and pulled her back in or even locked the door but he allowed her to get really far away before he pulled her back that was within an inch of freedom deathbed was sadistic i didn't realize he was like oh great she got clear of the bed there's no way she's gonna get eaten now no sheet wraps around the leg pulled back into the deathbed it's uh he's either sadistic or easily distracted and forgot what he was doing until he noticed her at the door (laughs) oh right that's that's the issue with the internet and smartphones right our attention span is so bad (laughs) He, he was he was playing draw something. Looks up. Oh, she's gotten away. Oh, well, get you back here. How'd that happen? Also, three coins for sheep. Awesome. That's a gimme. Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fourth, I guess. So my major compliment uh, is that really the eating people part of Deathbed's powers is not as impressive to me as the self cleaning part. Yes. Like, after he would eat a person and there'd be blood everywhere, he would, like, tidy the whole house. And there was actually a scene where we saw the blood on the on the sheet, like, get sucked into his digestive fluid or something. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think that is clearly the plot of this movie. That is the best part, the best facet. I think the movie should have been called Clean Bed, the bed that cleans itself, but still isn't worth the cost. <laughs> That'd be super useful. Man, if, here's the thing. Like, aside from a bed that... Like it eats someone sometimes. Like the self clean bed, that's really marketable. I can't stress this enough. It really. I mean, yeah. I I still I can't really afford a Roomba, but if I could pay it in people, and then the upfront cost was less, I might consider it. I mean, like up. On the other hand, a bed that one cleaned itself, two disposed of bodies, <laughs> three. Uh, that's like, why the mob bosses around there playing pinochle. 
Yeah. This is a useful third member of their organization. Oh, and third. It, it would have been if they struck an actual partnership, except the deathbed killed him. Yeah. The deathbed could have had bodies for this is, eternity. This is the problem with being a mob boss. That was poor planning. Yeah, it yeah. was. Really, uh, not not very not long thinkers, those mobsters. Yeah, right? You have to recognize talent when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Ezra. At the end um, of all that, what's your major compliment? Best spinning newspaper sequence ever. Oh, I would say. oh this was down. good. Um, oh, so damn it. That was I think the first one was com. like thousands gone missing. Um, next one is like mayor demands munching action. Munching sounds heard at night, right? It's strange munching, oh. munching sounds heard. Excellent, right. Strange munching sounds heard. <laughs> the next one is mayor demands action. And the next one is mayor is missing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the deathbed like put a hit out on the mayor. <laughs> Did you notice that the rest of the newspaper was exactly the same? Yeah, it was, yeah. Very it was clearly an actual newspaper, and then like just like n- not font matched, and just a piece of white paper over the actual headline. It was the did, best, no budget. The same image for each issue. Did you guys notice that to really sell the um, mayor demands action headline, there was like some voiceover that was like, "Oh, we want action, action, action." <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> It was a that was a brilliant scene, and you can just imagine like if there had been one more, it would have been like newspaper headline man missing. <laughs> yeah, this, this newspaper headline man gotten too close to the truth, presumed dead. <laughs> well, did you guys see the other cool newspaper f- later on in the movie? Which oh, one? No. It had another oh, yeah. interesting headline. <laughs> yeah, with uh, so there was an old lady during like just the the lifetime of the bed and who it's eaten. She had this old lady who was reading like this lesbian like porno newspaper. What? It said oral lesbians. Yes. <laughs> oral lesbians. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, it was actually it was folded. The new it actually said the oral history of lesbians, but just fold. <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> well, that's weird though, because it's a news it's a newspaper though. Right, yeah, right. It was, I guess you're right. It would have been the newspaper history of lesbians. Is it one of like? Is it one of those newspapers that you open up and that sings like "Happy Birthday" to you or something like that? I mean, in this thing, everything <laughs> talked. So yeah. yes, it was a Harry Potter newspaper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and there's just a, the picture of the mayor going. There's all these lesbians everywhere. Uh, lesbians, <laughs> lesbians, lesbians, <laughs> lesbians, lesbians. Listen, I believe that the bed could have gotten the mayor. I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mayor Bloomberg, mayor of New York City. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with food. He, you know. He's the one whose head is a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I think it's mayor we can't have. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know a lot of mayors, but I can't. One of those two. We can't have trans fats. We can't have very large sodas. So I believe that uh, the mayor of that town heard some munching sounds and, much like Mayor Bloomberg, <laughs> followed them to his Who's demise. Who's in my town? <laughs> Mayor Bloomberg is just waiting for the sound of someone drinking through a really large straw, and then he just goes running off for them. <laughs> or was that Mayor McCheese? Now I can't even remember. See? It's so confusing. The slurper strikes again. <laughs> what's, what's Mayor McCheese's first name, do you think? Like, just Ted? Uh, uh, Burger? Burger McCheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, Ronald? Maybe everyone in the family is named Ronald. I don't know. And then, wait, hold on a They're second. They're all related? Their, their last names are different, but <laughs> it was, their it was first names are all the same. Different moms. Different moms. <laughs> but they're all Scottish. No, it's McCheese, so it'd be Irish. Oh, yes. But right. then there's Big Mac. Big oh, Mac is Scottish. Right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I wonder if there's like <laughs> an Irish... Have you learned nothing from Highlander? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one value menu. <laughs> Well, maybe he's yeah, maybe uh, maybe his first name is just Mayor, and and he has no title. Oh, mm. so he's not an actual mayor. Yeah, he's not. He's not the mayor of anything. Just like he's just, just a town his town first name is Mayor, and yeah. people just and Officer Big Mac know that like, he's actually a plumber. It's just is, for, his first name is Officer. Is Captain Crook a real captain or not? No, nor is he a real crook. They that got changed to Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, two crook or fum cook? <laughs> I have no idea. All right, uh, let's get into our regular segment now, our hate segment. <laughs> this time uh, we're gonna we're gonna be playing the game Hate Bed, the bed that hates. Uh, so, in any order, what's something that you were confused about, didn't quite like as much, uh, something that bothered you about this movie? Anybody? Susan sucked. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay, which one was Susan? <laughs> she let's was breakfast. Yeah, she was the first one to get eaten. 
Wait, that was the, when they were making out? No, oh, sorry. She was lunch then. Okay, okay, yeah, the yeah. first of the lunch course. Um, sorry, she was She's lunch. one of the three girls, and she's spacey. She doesn't feel well, and she doesn't like the other girls. So she says, oh, I'll oh. just sleep during the day. <laughs> this, oh, so this is terrible. This is like a nightmare for me, all right? What is, here's what she does. She invites herself on the other girl's getaway. All Which right? we learn from her in her monologue. Yeah, she invites herself, and then is annoyed that they don't like pay attention to her on the ride up, okay? Secondly... She does not bring a change of clothing for the day after. All right, dresses inappropriately, and she just brings flowers. That's it. That's all she packs. And then she's like, no, I'm just going to sleep during the day. This girl is weird and deserves to get eaten. Undoubtedly weird. I was expecting her to be the hero because they were mean to her in the car. Like, even <laughs> though she's, she was like, she wrecked in her subconscious. She was like, I shouldn't have invited myself on this trip. But then they were like picking on her in the car. And, you know, she's nocturnal. That's a thing. It's genetic. You know, it's not... In a in a mumblecore movie, she would have been the hero. Yeah, yeah. She no, definitely she, showed her. She's boobs. the quiet, weird girl. I'm sorry, mumblecore. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, um, uh, Garden State or something like that, or like, you know, one oh. of those. Isn't core usually music? No, like, like hardcore pornography. That's oh. that's definitely not a. That's <laughs> music. Is there mumblecore pornography? <laughs> yes, it's it's supposed to be like the conversations are the same as in daily life. They mumble a lot. Huh. Like, mm, that's really... It's a real genre. really huge, put it in me. Uh, it's not very satisfying. I'm just going to say that the sex is very... <laughs> I think you're misunderstanding mumblecore as something sexual. Are you sure? That's, I thought core meant sexual, like hard and then core or soft and then core or mumble and then core. Or like that's mumble corn. Mumble porn. Because <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say I put it in that category. Monos, the hands of fate, uh, which has nothing but mumbles. Yeah, it's mumble dub. Yeah, mumble dub, <laughs> which is actually the hardcore techno version of mumble, mumble dubstep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mumble dubstep. The really inarticulate dubstep. Uh, well, this is mumble gaze. <laughs> sure. Wait, mumble gate like the presidential scandal that involved mumbling? No, mumbling? like shoe gaze. Mumble gaze, like shoe gaze, uh, yeah. Okay. Or just mumbly gaze, like Brokeback Mountain. Or like <laughs> navel gazing? Like <laughs> gaze na- who mumble? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just got very lost. <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm spiraling. Lost. I thought no. you guys knew where we were. Uh, are we getting digested by a, by a deathbed right now? <laughs> Is this a bad dream? <laughs> I, <laughs> That's a really good sound effect. <laughs> So I have a problem, I guess a confusion with like why the middle mo- of the movie, maybe 30 minutes or so, was that, uh, was that montage we discussed earlier that had the, the mobsters in it. Sure. The mobsters was, and the orgy. And yeah, the, he, at one the point the bed, bed ate an entire orgy at once. Oh my god, I forgot about this. At one point the bed had a job as like a sexual healing bed. He was at the erectile dysfunction doctor. I totally forgot about this. It was amazing. I mean, even at even at four times speed, you must have remembered part yeah, of that, right? That did so, happen. It, like that's because it was so fast. It's like in your brain, but you, you gotta you gotta work it back yeah, out. Yeah, tease that out. Man. We need. Like, <laughs> We need a hypnotherapist. Yeah, so there's like a, a an erectile dysfunction clinic on the deathbed. <laughs> also not worth it, I'm guessing. Uh, I am curious how big that deathbed was. I, I feel like it was bigger than a California king. I mean, we don't live in California, so I can't be exactly certain. But it was it was a huge custom-made oh, yeah. bed, I, I, I believe. it was actually illegal under Mayor McCheese. They're just too big. <laughs> California <laughs> king and or bigger. Can't do it. <laughs> there's a luxury tax on the bed. Or like only up to twelve ounces of bed or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that probably a skinnier bed probably would help you lose weight just because you'd be like out and about moving, you know. While you were falling off it, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh. It just like <laughs> it, just, it just ups your. I don't know. It, it it keeps your like metabolism from dropping because you have to stay on the bed. Like I want like a um. I don't know, like one of those like we fit like a you know, rocking platform. So, like, oh, to sleep sure, on. sure. Which would also <laughs> the whole really, time you got to work your core. Yeah, it would really work out your, your mumble core. core. It would be much stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I question, pressing question. Yeah, uh, I feel like we cover this in other episodes, like like the Twilight stuff. But does the deathbed poop? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> At one point, it poops out flowers. <laughs> Because it didn't like take any nutrients no, he, from it. I wasn't clear on this exactly because like the guy who was dying of consumption, he got pooped behind the painting, <laughs> and, and that's where the rings end up. Also, yeah, the rings get pooped there. But other things, I thought were getting pooped into their graves. Like because the original girl who died, they showed her like 
a cutaway like it was one of those kids fold out books that was like what does it look like if you cut the Titanic in half it was like that of a of the girl who was killed by the original demon yeah um, Here, we should probably talk coffin. we should talk for a second about the 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 woman who was killed by the original demon who's mm-hmm. uh if I understand this correctly the demon so, fell in love with her uh, when, when he was the breeze yes when he was the breeze good point Turned himself into de- demon form with, like, red eyes. Yeah. Uh, hu- human form, but with blood tears. Right. Med, uh, ma- made, like, a death a bed, just a regular bed that was very nice. Yeah. Uh, Life bed, we called it. Like, had sex with her and killed her somehow. Mm-hmm. Accidentally. Because uh-huh. she was yeah. human. Yeah. I believe that was explained this, that in the main film. flaw with Twilight <laughs> is that he, she should have died immediately. Yeah. They're, they're not great at self-control, apparently. No. Um and, and then, okay, the demon was sad and cried. Yeah. His tears of blood are, had the power to make a deathbed, but not to bring his love back to life. Yeah. And, yeah, and then there's the tear- a deathbed. Yeah. It's actually kind of beautiful that the deathbed was created out of his longing for this woman who he had originally, like, blown up her I skirt mean, when he was a breeze. If your standards for beauty are, like, you know, low, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. <laughs> it's based on an old Gaelic poem. <laughs> <laughs> the demon who cried bed tears? <laughs> The demon who blew up my kilt and then and then cried for me as I it's, died. It's better in Gaelic. I'm just going to put that out there now. <laughs> it's actually what what the song it's "Don't not. Cry for Me Argentina" is about. <laughs> Don't cry for me, you turn, demon you, you who sexed me to death. Yep. Originally, that was that was the original version, and then the Argentina was a cover. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't want an Argentina. Like then it would be like Death Argentina, the Argentina that eats. I that would be. I don't even know how that would work. It'd be too big. <laughs> too big. Quit blowing up my dress, Argentina. <laughs> also, blowing up her dress is kind of an interesting phrase. That sounds like, like it, instead of like the breeze, like yeah, exactly. It sounds like you exploded her knees or something. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like kind of like a, like a, you know, like a fuck you, like ah, I'll blow it up my dress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to use that one in yeah, the future. No, 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 the next time I get a cat call yeah. or something, I'll I'll use also that be line. Worried that if the cat the cat call might be from a former breeze demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the only time he's ever been bummed? Because otherwise he'd be like creating all of this shit. Oh, just lots of death things. Anytime he cried, it was like, yeah, it was like death tree stump. The tree stump. Just that a eats. bunch of like like armies of death spilled milk. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. I I think the the deathbed was actually part demon because uh, the woman who died originally, he referred to her as his mother. Yes. So it was almost like the deathbed was the child of the demon and that woman he fell in love with. You guys paid way more attention. (laughs) And probably Ezra, I'm guessing. There's so much lore. (laughs) I need to to get more of the fan fiction about this so I can like explore all these different facets. Oh, God. it's weird that she's called mom then if like the way she was created by it was like when the demon and the lady had sex and then the tears of his were the fertile part. That's That is confusing. <laughs> is that not how I semen works? I mean uh, I've never cried during sex. Might explain why I've never gotten anybody pregnant. You've never cried blood during sex. <laughs> I mean both of these things are true. Oh god I'm just, just hoping. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I said I've never cried. Like, I would have included blood tears. In that, I think. Oh, wait, wait, you count blood tears as tears? Oh, yes, then yes, I have. <laughs> oh, in that case, I've cried with way more women. Yeah. Are, uh, gravy tears, and now are those tears as well? Yes? Okay, yes, also that. Hey, man, you'd have to... What would your diet be if you're crying gravy tears? Poutine. Yeah, poutine. poutine. <laughs> Largely poutine. Just one poutine, and that does it for a week. <laughs> I've cried way. into gravy. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving. Every I mean, year. who hasn't? Yeah. yeah. Is, is the secret ingredient here sadness? Because it is working. <laughs> Tears on my pillow, pain in my heart, caused by This ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, because going outside is terrible. For your Oscar consideration, we submit a scene from Deathbed 2. 
Death Ottoman. Oh, Death Ottoman, why have you imprisoned me inside this framed New Yorker cartoon? Is it so I will be forced to watch you devour unsuspecting fools? Yes, it is exactly that reason. That's very evil and forthcoming of you, Death Ottoman. Indeed. Now watch. A fool was approaching. Hey, brah, let's hang out on this ottoman in this abandoned country mansion. I don't know. I've had bad experiences with furniture eating the flesh off my hands before. Death Ottoman, it is the stupid brother from when you were a deathbed. I am sure you would like to eat more of him. Yes, that is exactly what I would like. Oh, you evil Death Ottoman. Brah, this is just an Ottoman. Unless you're opposing the Turks in the early 1400s, I'm pretty sure you're safe from Ottomans. Duh. Well, when you put it in terms of historical puns, I guess it is pretty silly. Great, let's sit down. Now you will eat them, Death Ottoman. Oh, I can't watch. I do enjoy sitting on things. Thanks. Yes, let us sit and lower our defenses. Wait, completely? I don't see why not. Stop toying with them, Death Ottoman. Do it now. I, uh, I can't. What do you mean, Death Ottoman? My tummy doesn't feel so good. What have you been eating? Butts, mostly. A lot of wallets. Okay, I think I see the problem. Cats, some penny loafers, an electrician who stood on me to fix a light bulb, a burnt-out light bulb. You see, Death Ottoman, a healthy diet should be mostly plant-based, but with only the occasional light bulb or butt. But it's so hard. That's why I bought you Eat This, Not That from read-weep.com slash Amazon. Read-weep.com slash Amazon? That's a great place for quality Ottoman supplies. And a portion of the proceeds goes to support Read It and Weep. Just go to the link and shop at Amazon like you normally do. Great. I'm going to try and eat them again. No, hold on. Great. I'm going to try and eat them again. Hey, do you feel an impotent munching coming from this Ottoman? Like something trying to eat you but can't get up the energy? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's pretty weak, though. (sighs) Uh, Okay. Time for that diet. Read-weep.com slash Amazon. Death Ottoman will return in Deathbed 3, Death Ottoman 2, A Taste of Asses. Ottoman couch, how handsome your furniture, lovely and now. So, so the one, the other request, uh, we allow people who sponsor episodes by going to readdashweep.com slash sponsor uh, to choose in addition to the topic and uh, the guest if, uh, if they have a request. We also let them choose their favorite segment. Pella uh, said that he wanted this. Uh, he said, uh, you know, every bad movie is only one change away from being a good movie. This is our regular segment, one change. Uh, I posit that in this case, that is far too easy. So here's what I want from you guys. Uh, you, can, you can change as much as you need, as long, but your requirements are you need to, it still needs to be about deathbed the bed that eats and it still needs to be a horror movie so the obvious change into comedy or like a rom-com where deathbed meets murder couch but they're both married to some other demon furniture and then oh, they that's good. eventually come to get like that is too easy so what could you like what horror movie about a bed that eats would still be would actually be good fuck okay so i've got this <laughs> <laughs> um I propose death meals on wheels. Uh, <laughs> what it is, is instead of a, a sleeping bed, it's a truck bed, and there is a food truck that is giving out food to, you know, to people like just, uh, you know, inner city, not, I mean, just downtown where there are food trucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the deal is, like Troll 2, the food will turn you into a monster, all right? So, it's a war. Between the food truck <laughs> army and people who don't like eating organic, this is this is this is topical. Food trucks are huge right now. I know they're so big, right? Yeah. Whereas organic and old people, those are both passe. That's right. Very out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I actually have an idea that that might not be terrible. I mean, that this wasn't is, terrible. What's another idea that's not terrible? Yeah, this is another not terrible idea. Kind of an ironic twist. So check it out. There is a, uh, a in, in a world without euthanasia, right? You can get <laughs> into the deathbed, and it will eat you. But the thing is, 
it will decide when and you won't. Um, oh. Yeah. Wow. So it's really in the not eating you that is the, the torture part. <laughs> The people so that, people go and they're they've just gotten elective surgery that's gone horribly awry and they're yeah. just like kill me yeah just get me in the deathbed and the deathbed keeps you alive for a long time and then eats you at one point like maybe when you're about to get better or something like that when you turn a corner and you think you're like oh i don't want to die anymore that's when deathbed eats you so you make you make a deal with the devil bed yeah, yeah. exactly and you th- alternatively i could see it also how it's like deathbed never eats you and only eats your loved ones who come to visit you that's Wait, so up. why do you sign this contract after the first person? Um, well, it is why don't you just get out of the deathbed? <laughs> I, I think no. There's a lot of like Yelp reviews that say it's a good deal. Oh. It's packed Yelp and it says it's four and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. Open now. Deathbed. Is there was a Groupon is... for the deathbed. It's so evil. Yeah. Fake that's, Yelp reviews. That's, that's, I, I would think it's pretty solid. That is I against like the terms of service, deathbed. Oh man. You are undermining the credibility of Yelp. <laughs> Yelp elite there's the elite guy that likes deathbed I mean like how, how could you say no to that now I'm angry with deathbed <laughs> you guys are missing the uh, the art house option uh-huh. um, this, is, this is obviously a perfect veal vehicle perfect veal <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously a perfect vehicle for uh, Werner Herzog mm. uh, it's just kind of a, a cinema verite documentary of people actually just dying melting away on their beds while well, while Werner Herzog posits questions like have you ever massaged a horse you know? <laughs> so okay. there would be so ha- just as much voiceover yeah, as yes. in the original but a much more complicated camera system uh, <laughs> so, yeah, deathbed so 3d <laughs> who gets eaten then like how, how does the eating happen What's the eating mechanism? I, I guess Herzog eats their flesh. I'm not sure. Herzog, Herzog, Herzog goes Wait, into the bed. He's the bed now. No. So, yeah. so, or what if it's just a documentary about a guy who lives among the deathbeds and he thinks he's a deathbed, but he's not, and then eventually one of the deathbeds eats him because he's a, just a person and doesn't belong there. Oh, that would be so. Or it's sad. just a cave painting of a deathbed. It would be sad, but it would also be weird and kind of expected. But like, like maybe at the point when the guy realized he wasn't actually a deathbed. Oh, that's when he gets eaten. That is so sad. It's just like your deathbed with his stupid Yelp reviews. Bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is great. We have a lot of good options here. I, I didn't think we'd be able to do it. Actually, as a slight transition from that, Ksenia, you, you suggested, I think it was earlier, that uh, there, this might be genius. <laughs> and there might be more later on why this is actually a pretty good movie. It sounds like Matt doesn't agree with you. Well, what if the deathbeds are the regular people? And we are the threat. <laughs> and we're just the food that thinks it's a little bit more than it is. Deathbed is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> this, yeah, at the end, they like pull the mask off, and it was a deathbed that was the doctor. Yeah, yeah wow. they're all deathbeds. <laughs> deathbed was his mother. Damn it. <laughs> There's a deathbed on the plane. Yeah, it's on the wing of the plane. <laughs> And there was like, and the art on the artistic side, like the guy behind the painting is an interesting character where he's like the spokesman for the deathbed. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, he's I like mean, the voice for the voiceless. It was better than it had any right to be, and it was much worse than almost anything else I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks for the demon bed because the demon bed cannot speak for itself. Are you thinking of the Lorax, maybe? <laughs> he's like the Lorax of the deathbed. <laughs> that's, that's what's on his business card. Yeah, and that's not you know that's not a bad credit. That's a good resume thing. Where if he's gonna go- you think you think that's going on his LinkedIn? <laughs> if he's Where going to go later, he was like spokesman for deathbed, the bed that eats. <laughs> You'd be like, that's hard to polish that turd, man. That's a t- references t- a bed. All right, that's, uh, now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order of our first compliments, which means, Ezra, you're up first. What's your um, last nice thing you'll ever say about Deathbed, the bed that eats? Deathbed knows how to take care of him or herself. Mm. Swallowed like a whole bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Deathbed needs that. Where did that of, come from? Of totally oh, on-brand Pepto-Bismol, not the cheap imitation yeah. stuff. Yeah, Deathbed gets a treat. Deathbed splurges <laughs> for the good stuff. Wait, that um, wasn't just a commercial for Pepto-Bismol in the middle of Deathbed? Yeah, here's the thing. It could have been an entire commercial for Pepto-Bismol. Like, that would have made so much sense. In, if the commercial was a silent 20 seconds of Pepto-Bismol pulling, pouring itself out into bubbling urine. 
<laughs> yeah, why was the liquid urine yellow? I, actually, I had a theory about that. I assumed it was just that he ate a bunch of Red Bull before, and that's what it looked like. <laughs> that's what, it did look like they were drowning in like in in like Red Bull or something. That's what. Yeah, like it wasn't stomach acid. It was just straight up Red Bull that was eating their uh, flesh off. Well, oh, the yeah. problem with it being stomach acid is what's the mattress floating on? God, there's so many questions. It would be because um, stomach acid would melt unless it's like non mattress affecting. I don't know. Plus, there's well, the one like time another dimension where or he stabbed right? the knife in and it, the knife went through to the bottom and his hand turned into nothing to meat. How hands. do you get through? Yeah, I, it's like it's uh, here's the other issue, right? The, the real the magic real box issue. spring, yeah, and that's that's basically it, right? Like, if there's a because I know water beds are bad for your back, uh-huh. assuming a stomach acid bed would be even worse, like, well, it would eat your back off. <laughs> right. So even if it didn't kill you, though, like it would really give you some issues. But then it would make you stronger. Oh, if it didn't well, kill sure. you? sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whatever beds don't kill you make you stronger. That's the... Well, whatever beds don't kill you eats your hands off. Which... It's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Bible says... I can't turn any pages, though, with my wrist stump, so I never get past the cover. <laughs> I hope it's on the cover, though. That's all part of the Bible. If it's on the back cover, it's like, whatever doesn't eat your hands off makes you deathbed and something. Well, Alex, as the good Bible says, Holy Bible, King James Edition. <laughs> <laughs> or, Alex, as the good Bible says, placed here by the Gideons. <laughs> And, and as far as I know, those are the two. It's the book of it's the book of the uh, title and the book of Gideon's. Yeah, that's all I've got. Chris, minor compliment. Yes. Um, you know, uh, the first people that the deathbed eats in the movie might be short on screen time, but I think they're they're long on uh, trip preparation. Mm. They show up. It's this couple, and they show up at this house. They're planning to squat for you know the night or or whatever, and, and do it on the bed, which is great. But first, they need a snack. And even though Deathbed eats it before they could get to it, I think the snack of an entire bottle of wine, some fried chicken, and a couple of apples uh, is a pretty good meal. And especially, you know, you want some high-protein, low-carb treats um, before you get busy with it. It's not beer. You know, you're not going to get gassy. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, but doesn't... I I think they did good planning. Wine makes you sleepy. Well, wine makes you just sleepy enough, doesn't it? I, I would say, I, I would agree with you, Chris, and I'd say that the other meal that was there, the, the picnic uh, brought by the other people, uh, was much worse. It was a, like a jar of, I think, pickles. A whole jar yeah. of pickles. That would be so heavy in a picnic basket. Possibly a jar of pig's feet also. I couldn't really identify it. And, and then a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, which I guess you do need. Yeah, after pickles, after eating nothing but pickles and pig's feet. Yeah. Right. I, I wrote down. I wrote down all the foods they had. I, oh, great! As far as I could tell, there was one jar of pickles. Yeah. Uh, two two clementines, a large jug of what looked like balsamic vinegar. <laughs> oh, right, um, right. A tube of uncooked polenta, as far as I could tell. And no, then no, no, no. some that, that looked that like, like a summer sausage, right? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe. Uncooked and a, a container of gefilte fish or or kimchi. I couldn't. <laughs> Quite that was such a worse picnic. <laughs> so my minor compliment is also about the uh, is about the picnic on the bed in the first sex scene, the the, bed, the sex picnic. Uh, but this is to the guy for his singularity of focus, trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah. So he like, he really wants to get laid, and nothing can can throw him off. Like he first she's like, I want to eat. And he's like, All right. He takes out the food, and then he's like, But let's not eat. And then she goes, No, let's eat. And then he looks over, and now he has. He brought, has brought two apple cores, an empty bottle of wine, and a bucket of the chicken bones. And he goes, I must have made a mistake. And then goes back to making out. Well, to be fair, if that is what you brought, you did not get that picnic right. You so did, he you, is correct that I, there was a mistake. I, un, I would say a minor understatement is his only crime. <laughs> I, you, also, before they even get into the room, um, you know, the house looks really spooky. And he says to her... You probably have some second thoughts, but you know, I love you, baby. And she just sort of shrugs and goes along with it. This guy gets what he wants. He is a salesman. I mean, I don't think he wanted to get eaten by a deathbed, so he doesn't get everything he wants. Right. Well, because he's so focused on getting laid, you miss those little things, you know, along the way. The little dangers like syphilis or deathbeds. I think we need to uh, just go over the fact that it's not really a house. It really is just a brick room that looks like an unfinished basement. They're never, ever in any sort of actual house-type structure. Well, you know know what they say. A deathbed makes a house a home. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Too true. 
<laughs> All right, uh, Ksenia, what's your uh, minor compliment? Well, I appreciated how nonchalant uh, the film was about homosexuality. Mm. Um, you know, there was the older woman reading about oral lesbianism. Right. right. Uh, there was the mob boss with his boyfriend on the bed. Right. Um, the black woman with who I, I, I think was her girlfriend's um, and... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Well, just remind me. There is my memory. One Why, more. Was something having to do with lawyers. Why were the three of them looking for this to like live in this shed? Oh, right. There was oh, a getaway. Oh, the estates was like uh, I don't a know. Friend, you're right. Uh, Girlfriends uh, makes uh, way more sense than that. A friend yeah. of someone's uh, was a lawyer who was like helping the, the executor of the estate, yeah, helping to sell it or something. Yeah. Like that. And it's like, hey, well, I think the black woman was the lawyer, and she was like visiting uh, to see the house one last time. And or she just something. assumed that the bed would be big enough where they could all get a little naked and touch each other. Yeah, all three of them could sleep. Luckily, on the it bed. was. Well, it was originally <laughs> going to be just two, and then that other girl invited herself to the orgy. Oh, this is why. Well, you... it wasn't an orgy before she invited herself, right? It was just two people <laughs> having sex. I yeah. Actually, I was wondering. Oh, about hey this. guys, this is sex. Hey, can I come? <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're having <laughs> sex. You guys are going on a couples retreat. Do you need a third wheel? Anybody? Yeah. Hey, I only know you more. from work, but hey, <laughs> you can... Yeah. Plus, I don't need any other clothes. I'll just bring flowers and pickles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just man. have. I just have these daisies and this jar of gefilte fish. Who likes gherkins? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then finally, um, the, like the deathbed and the emo poet it, it's almost like a sugar daddy situation like that's how i saw it oh, yeah. he would give him the bed i assume as a he would give uh the poet rings as Promise favors rings, yeah. for something yeah. yeah uh so now i feel i mean i'm just embarrassed for being so naive that i thought it was a lorax situation this makes way more sense yeah it was definitely a, uh i mean i won't say it was the best you know relationship i've seen but there was some care there until the bed just didn't know how to say I love you. <laughs> that was the issue. <laughs> well, it did It did later when it spit out flowers. Yeah, it tried to say I love you by trapping its mate behind a painting. Um, well, it didn't eat him, did it? Oh, that's true. Well, he was dying uh, of consumption, so that you'd just be eating a big mouthful of consumption. You know, that's too much consumption. You only need a bite. <laughs> a nibble of consumption enough is, is in my book. So he ate him while he was dying, and then he went to the painting, or did he dye him into the painting? Why didn't more people get pooped into the painting? I think I found a second pothole, you guys. <laughs> I think they did get pooped into the painting. The paintings just weren't in that shack. So, like, oh, behind, behind the Mona painting. Lisa. Yeah, behind the Mona Lisa, there's someone who, like, got eaten by the deathbed. That's why there's that bulletproof glass around it so it doesn't get out. Yeah, it's just like, why is that smile so mysterious? It's because that person was eaten by the deathbed. Uh, I was, at first, I really did think when the guy was talking and then the deathbed ate those other two people, I was like, it's going to be so crowded behind that painting with three of them. <laughs> yeah, there's just the people. The, the girl just gets eaten. She's like, "Room for one more behind the painting." <laughs> she I only her. know you from work. But. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, your your turn. Last uh, nice thing you'll ever say about Deathbed, the bed that eats. Uh, I think this movie is kind of the canary in the coal mine in regards to beds. Uh, lots of people have died in beds, but we don't really see a lot of movies about that. So that was very interesting. Uh, there are other this- other deathbed scenes in other movies. Uh, but none of them, none of those movies are bold enough to name themselves after mm. the deathbed scene. For instance, you've got Kevin Bacon in Friday the Thirteenth. You know he's smoking a cigarette in bed, much like in Deathbed. He's stabbed through the mattress. It's a very deathbedy scene, yep. but it's just called Friday the Thirteenth. It could have been called, I don't know, Bed Loves Bacon <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you got Johnny Depp in Night- Nightmare on Elm yes. Street. Uh, he's he's actually swallowed up by the bed. It could have been like. It could have been Depp's sleep or something, you know, otherwise sleep or bed related into Depp. There's commercial where the guy's got that adjustable bed and doesn't know how to control it and it squishes him so he gets a simpler one. I think he might have fallen asleep partway through that (laughs) (laughs) and made up the ending. I just assumed that it ended badly. I changed the channel. (laughs) Yeah. Don't fall asleep during that. This is, uh, I mean, it's really Deathbed the Silent Killer except for all those crunching noises. (laughs) The munching killer. The munching killer. You know what? I, I just realized I should totally pitch this to Ikea. Just like I put like a two second tag at the end. Just like, maybe it's time to buy a new bed. Ikea. <laughs> just like, you've eaten six people today in an orgy. Have some Pepto-Bismol. 
<laughs> I just want to turn these movies into like advertising, into product placement from now on. I mean, he, uh, Pella wanted uh, he wanted it to still be a horror, but if we were doing one change otherwise, it would definitely be into the financial area. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this is now just death money bed. Yeah, the most interesting death bed in the world. I <laughs> don't always eat beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week with a topic that we have not determined yet because it's several weeks in the future. We need to have a meeting about this. Is that true? Yes. Uh, We'll talk about it. Uh, But, uh, you know, so join us for that. Thank you so much for being here, as always, as and Chris. Of course. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining us again, uh, Matt and Ksenia. Uh, Talk to us very briefly about ilovebadmovies.com. Uh, so I Love Bad Movies is uh, a zine. It's only available in physical print. You have to hold it and touch it to read it. Uh, it's essays, comics, and illustrations about great bad films. Uh, you can buy it online and in some stores. Uh, but also, Ksenia has a great new podcast she should tell you about. I know you guys hate podcast competition, but... How do you know? Um, <laughs> Crush all competition. Actually, no, we just make sure they come on our <laughs> podcast. There's, there's like, not like... It's not like... Nice. It's not like it was like, well, there's only... We can only have 12 good podcasts. So as soon as one... Like, you're here and we all roll over and one falls yeah. off. I think... No, no. It's trick. There can be no good podcasts. <laughs> there can only be good NPR shows that l- allow us to download them later. Exactly. All right. Uh, so so tell, tell us about the pitch. Please do. Uh, well, my friend Eleanor and I started a film podcast recently. It's um, two women watching films adventurously. Um, it's called Bonnie and Maud from Harold and Maud and Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, please visit bonnieandmaud.com and find and, out more. And, we we talk about bad movies, but also good ones. And are you? Yeah. So you're you're willing to watch something that is genuinely considered to be good, and then and then enjoy. Absolutely. It. And you can talk about that. You know, I, I do. I do need a break from bad movies every once in a while. So nice. Yeah. I know it amazes me too. Yeah. Um, fo- follow up question. Uh, you guys have an event coming up, right? Uh, well, we do. Uh, you know, we do the zine. I love bad movies, and we also do bad movie nights with our friends from the Flophouse podcast. Sorry, I keep plugging yes. other podcasts. We're so for that. Um, uh, this is our sister <laughs> show, although they would not say that. Yeah. No, we, we are their step cousin <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we do bad movie nights with our friends from the Flophouse, and uh, we've got one coming up on December fifteenth. This will probably be up uh, at ninety two Y Tribeca. We're going to be showing Bratz the movie. Oh, what? Awesome. Oh my god! It's it's a it's a forgotten masterpiece. <laughs> uh, but we do we do bad movie nights and variety shows throughout the year. So check out ilovebadmovies.com for updates awesome. on those. Great. Yeah. So if you're in New York, definitely check them out. And you should be in New York. Oh man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and we don't mind the competition. And we will talk to you again shortly. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having us. All right. That's it, everybody. Goodbye. Pshh.